In this bonus episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about manifesting a beard, years of research, masochistic phrases for your audiobook narrator, feeling vaguely competent, food analogies, and competence porn in our discussion with Travis Baldry, <laughs> author and narrator of Legends and Lattes. <laughs> hey everybody welcome to fictional hangover podcast about young adult and new adult books series authors and voice actors that is full of spoilers i'm amanda and i'm claire and today we're going to talk to travis baldry the author and narrator of legends and lattes enjoy Hashtag manifesting Travis Baldry worked. Manifesting, manifesting, manifesting. Yes. Mystical, magical powers of fictional happiness. It worked. (laughs) So thanks so much for joining us. We're really, really happy that you're here and that our magic worked. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) I'm glad that we're not cursed magic. We'll just wait. We just started, Claire. It could get... There's always time for curses. There's always time for curses. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we're just going to jump right into our game of Would You Rather that we have already played and also forgotten our answers to. Yep. (laughs) So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun for everyone. Now, the first question we did ask on social media, so we have some comments that um, our listeners shared with us. So we're going to share some of those with you. Fabulous. Ready, go. <laughs> so we asked on social media, would you rather be an orc, a succubus, a ratkin, a hob, a dwarf, a gnome, a human, or an elf? Facebook, everybody wants to be an elf. Instagram, everybody wants to be an elf. On Twitter, it's very close between elf and orc. And TikTok comes no surprise to anybody, it was succubus. <laughs> <laughs> this seems actually really, really... Like very telling about it, the different platforms overall. It, we could do an entire paper on the psychoanalysis of social media based on our would you rather questions. We really, would, really would, could. I don't think the answers would really surprise too many people, but... I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> it would be fun. <laughs> I am surprised of like the, the ones that came in second, because Gnome came in second on Facebook, and mm-hmm. Dwarf was second That's on Instagram, and Orc was second on Twitter. So I like the fact that most people just ignored human. Yes. Yeah, who wants to be humans? Nobody wants to be a human. But everyone on TikTok is a succubus. Well I mean the case for elf is really strong. You get to live for a really long time and you're perpetually sexy. Yes. So people like that. (laughs) Why Um, would you choose anything else? The case for work is also you're just gonna be badass. So yeah. that's also nice. And you can reach everything on all the high shelves. <laughs> so I can see these options. But it depends on which fantasy setting you're coming from. This is true. Because this I mean, is true. if you come from Warhammer, orcs are very yeah, you you know, beastly and you know, they don't yeah. really do anything apart from scream warg and run towards and Nobody the wants enemy. to be a Tolkien orc. You know, nobody wants that. No. Oh, no. no. See, see, I would be because I always choose like the worst most bad, most villainous option. So that'd be perfect. 
They just have really bad dental problems, you know, and I'm not down for that. You know, you You get your Warcraft orcs, which is now popular orcs, right? I mean, that's that's really everybody's like popular orc now. That's the root of it. Hmm. Let's never speak of some of the orcs, though. I mean, (laughs) World of Warhammer, uh, Warcraft. Mm. I feel like I always so choose Elf every time. I mean, like, we've been playing Diablo lately, and I pick a necromancer, but yeah, that's not course. an option. That's not an option this well, time. You get because friends. Necromancer's you can just make all the friends you want. I know. A necromancer is a career choice. Yeah. I also choose a witch doctor a lot, so... Again, career choice. Again, friends. Again, making my own making friends. Making my own friends. Because that's what I have to do to have friends. <laughs> and everyone is aware of this. Have you it's, been listening to the an, podcast? It's just an introvert. You know it's me? an introvert class. It's an introvert class. <laughs> oh, but I'm not an introvert. I am. So, so what do you pick? Necromancer is great. I mean, I, I, I like the necromancer class. Um, I think that's what I do in B2. Necro yeah. most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else will I, I? You know, I never play druids. I just don't. No, I, I just never can. I'm not on board druids. with them for some reason. I don't. I don't. I've never been a druid person. Mm-hmm. Um, I will play. You know, different. I will play like a sorceress or or, or whatever because I like magic classes too. I like to shoot things from afar or have mm-hmm. other things go and beat on them. Yeah, I like to magic from afar. Yeah. Or I don't want to be a straight archer. That's a little dull. To eat you know? them. So. Okay, I've but been an elf rogue before. That's that's where my Twitter handle came from, Vidania. That was my D and D elf rogue Twitter name was was Vidania. And I've done dwarf before, because obviously everybody's got to be a dwarf once in their life. Yeah. But what is it from your book? Um, which do you choose? I mean, I would probably again like all of the other people in the world. I do an elf just because I always feel so short of time. I just want more time. Yeah. Lots more time. <laughs> Everything would be so much easier with more time. Yes. Okay. So now let's take it into video games and are you going to be like a dark elf? Are you going to be evil or are you going to be good? What I don't want to live underground. Like I Like dark winters, I'm not cool with that. I need mm. to be something that gets natural sunlight. I mm-hmm. have to have some more wood elf style. Yeah, I got oh, as long as they're outdoors. That's really my only requirement. I think you're you were talking about being a wood elf druid, in my opinion. See, but then that's a druid too, and I can't be a druid. But, I mean, I agree. Druids are the most floppy of all classes. However, <laughs> I'm just going to be an elf librarian. I'm going to be an elf librarian. Yeah, that's that's what I am in real life. I am a librarian. You're my new best friend. It's perfect. Elf librarian. You have all the time and all the books. Yes. Oh. I would just And everybody has to be quiet when you tell them to. Yes. <laughs> oh, I just swooned a little bit. <laughs> you, did you have another half I I think I did. What is happening with me? It's called joy. Go with it. Oh, I don't ever feel that emotion. No, your face might do something strange and uncomfortable and you might feel... It does hurt in a cheek area. It's called a smile. No, my mouth doesn't make the shape of a smile. It may today. Just just go with it. Just go with it. Okay. (laughs) Did we have any good comments that we should share? I don't even remember. 
I can't remember, but we should do our super fans at the very we least. We should, we should. So superfan Annie on Facebook said, I'm going with Norm because I'm a gardener. And just to clarify, I'm a lady Norm and my beard smells of lavender. Weapon of choice will be my favourite garden pickaxe. Useful in battling baddies or weeds. I love that she has a beard. You have to have a beard. Why not? There's no reason not to have a beard. Um, warm. I can, well, I have a. I can't grow a beard, so it's unfortunate. But I'm not. I've always been sad about experienced that. Experienced dwarf, once in your life, grow a beard. Something to hold on to. I'm not a fan of beards. No, I'm not either. My husband no. can attest to that. Every time I kind of start pulling at his face. Mm. <laughs> no. No, I'll wear a beard. A lot. Yeah, you look for very handsome all with the time. Beard. You're Thank very you. handsome in a beard. I am very handsome, really. You can just end the sentence there. <laughs> I tried a few times, and it always ended in disaster. Really? My wife was like, "Yeah, you should try that." And then after a couple months, she's like, "You should not try that." No. And I agreed. The easiest time to try your beard, like my uncle back in the seventies, actually went to Germany to go facial hair because everybody took the mick out of him. But and then he came back about six years later. But the easiest way to try a beard is do Movember. Which oh, is, I tried that. I yeah, tried that. Event. I went for several months attempting, but I am just not genetically predisposed, let's say. Well, that's it, nature telling you you don't suit a beard. Exactly. My, my nature has been very definitively saying that it's not going to happen. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm 45 years old. If I can't grow a beard at this point, it's not... It's not going to suddenly it's, manifest. It's not happening. <laughs> manifesting beard. Manifesting, manifesting beard. Baldry's beard. <laughs> we could try it. We could put it out into the universe, but I don't think anything's going to come of it. No, no, I don't think so either. It's beyond all magic. <laughs> Are there any other good comments? Uh, Superfan Bree said Norm again all the way. I'm the tiny mistress of shiny gemstones and crazy coloured hair. I will combine tinkering with arcane knowledge to make all the awesome magical thingamabobs fear my magpie power. And she would also be a chaotic good wizard with a specialisation in magical and enchanted jewellery and live in a part, per, part personal library, part workshop, part eccentric store. <laughs> and Superfan Constance um her comment was hidden because it might be offensive on That's Facebook. Right. <laughs> but she did give us a wonderful explanation about how she's basically going to be a madam um, succubus and she's going to write, write the patriarchy, the, the wrongs of the patriarchy, which, you know, it was a bit more explicit language, hence why Facebook were like, mm, nixing that. Yeah, didn't she say she was going to murder all the men or something? Something There like was that. murder involved. Yeah, she was called. What was the name? Was it Ma- Maddie or Maisie? It was something like that. She had an. We she had, had a whole story. story. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> so good. And then we had um, we had someone on Twitter. Do you remember? And she shared a picture of herself with giant orc teeth. Um, at Ryoran on Twitter, she had she had really big teeth, and they were beautiful. Gigantic orc teeth. That was a magnificent cosplay. It really, really was. I was a fan of it. What is our next question? Our next question is, would you rather stick your hand in a Scalvert Queen's head or into magical flames? Um, Well, I mean, unless there's something in the magical flames that I want, 
This seems like a lot better upside to sticking it in the head. Espresso but if there's machine. something like, I don't know. Espresso machine. It's like in there. a scone. If there's, is there, is there a scone in the magical flames? Because then it might, there might be something to debate. But then it will be burned. Well, they're magical flames. Maybe they don't it's bone, all burn. It's thimbles baked goods. An entire sack. If thimbles baked goods, if it's delicious food, the then I, I probably would do the flame. But if there's nothing in the flames, then I'm absolutely doing the other one. You you need to you need to save your your little Ratkin baker's goods and wares and all yeah. these little things and your coffee machine and your lockbox full of money. It's well, important. Mm. All thimblets, all the time. I'm almost positive that I said uh, that I went with the Scalvert Queen's head just for the gore factor almost positive I would have said something like that because that's that's my aesthetic just <laughs> my just, aesthetic is gore yeah. organs blood and guts I'm all I'm, I'm sure all I said it. the same thing because I don't particularly want to be burning myself especially on magical flame because you don't know if it's a magical flame will you heal just the same as if it was a, a regular flame oh, what if it was just always burning forever well, exactly. The, 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 you know, the flame that takes Legends and Lattes is this magical green thing. That's I mean, true. You can't, That's true. You can't trust it. That's true. It's not a good fire. It's well, I mean, if I'm just going to burn myself, then I'm clearly <laughs> doing the other one. <laughs> <laughs> you would rather I'm just going to do a just... lot of research before I stick my hand in anything is really what it amounts to. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you've got your entire library. At your disposal, so you can read about it and take your time yeah. to make a really this is true. informed decision. This is true. This is true. I've got thousands of years to work it out. You do. <laughs> it's perfect. And just as you're about to reach out, you go, ah, maybe I'll go back and just double check my research. Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! What's our next question? Oh, this one is terrible. This one is impossible to answer. Would you rather eat a cinnamon roll, thimblets, or a midnight crescent? All of them are made by thimble. All of them. Thimblets. You have one. Thimblets. Thimblets. Thimblets easily. We made some and they were amazing. Um, uh, Rudy, I think his last name is Rossignol, who runs Fantasy Cookery, made a recipe for thimblets. She has a whole thing and made them. Mm-hmm. And then she posted the recipe and then we made them and they were basically amazing. They were incredibly Ooh. good. We went through a batch in like a day and a half. Oh. We need this recipe. Fantasycookery.com slash thimblets. <laughs> it's really good. I've memorized it because it's that good. Anyway, um, they're yeah, amazing. I'm excited. We're going to have to make those clear. I'm already getting the recipe. Good. <laughs> I think I answered cinnamon roll for this one because cinnamon rolls are my favorite. I love cinnamon but now it's the answer has changed. Now the answer so, is thimblets so because because so we good. can, and they've got the same ingredients. Like I, had, I was just like, oh, you know, what'd be really good in these is cardamom and currants, and they're really good. Mm. I think I did the same. I think I went for cinnamon rolls, but I've had a lot of cinnamon rolls lately, so I'm gonna change the thimblets as well because I, I, I have had such a craving for biscotti. Since reading Legends and Lattes, I finally 
three days ago after I got this when it was before it was released because it was an Amazon pre-order and you get those a little, you can get those a little bit early so I got the day before release and started reading it straight away and straight away needed a biscotti straight away I ordered it for the library and it wasn't even on the shelf for an hour before someone checked it out so just know that know that people liked your book it's been a really weird year (laughs) in a good way you know like a a good way not like a stomach pump kind of way with the good kind of weird like we need to know this but we have to finish would you rather first and then you have to tell us everything that's weird um would you rather put your trust in the scalvert stone or trust your research to start your new business well the research <laughs> obviously the research why did we even ask this question we know you we spent know. thousands of years the unknown is, the unknown is very frustrating yeah is it my fault is it, is it arcane fault? reciprocity? Probably. Probably I've been practicing fault. how to say that. <laughs> you don't you don't know how much arcane reciprocity stuttering was edited out of that episode. It was <laughs> at least five minutes. <laughs> it went on forever. And I just uh, got to I just got to listen back to it like nope, no Claire nope that's terrible <laughs> delete that <laughs> cut that bit out Recipro- nope that's Recipro- bad <laughs> I just couldn't say it and I had fangs in fangs would not help saying reciprocity it's so sibilant arcane reciprocity I can see reciprocity. it now that's what it was reciprocity 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 <laughs> I'm not putting my fangs in and proving a point. You can just listen back. But yes, I struggled. And I've literally, every day since, said arcane reciprocity. It's just one of those, like, you know, it's like saying a tongue twister. You just, the more you say it, you just feel more articulate. Mm-hmm. Can I blame the fact that I, I read the book and didn't listen to it? I How could you not it. listen to it? He's responsible for it. So good. Because the audio read, was perfection. I, 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 I've read it twice and now I've, I have listened to it now and as soon as I heard Arcane Reciprocity I was like I can see it now I should have listened to it <sighs> so good PTSD there's the curse it's the curse of Arcane Reciprocity there's a question why did you put that in just spite I guess um <laughs> I mean, I didn't expect anybody to actually read the book, so that's my only defense. <laughs> what? It's so good. It was just a novel right It was my National Novel Writing Month book. I was like, I'm just going to do whatever I want in here. I'm gonna. It's going to be like the Great British Baking Show plus Fixer Upper, D and D, and that's it. And that was a recipe for perfection. I feel like everything's just half a pun. <laughs> half of a pun? That's not very good. It's the bad half of a pun. It is, it is, it is. What did you say anyway, Amanda? Did you put your trust in the scarlet stone or did you do research? I'm pretty sure I did I research. How, how, I'm a librarian. How can I not research? Research is literally in my job title. Literally. Right? 
research assistant information specialist. So you have to research. Yeah. Also, there's always the chance of arcane reciprocity. <laughs> and then you just have to say it. Just even having to say it is a mark against it. <laughs> I like how you said you put it in for spite, and I immediately think like, "Oh, it's spite for your audiobook narrator." <laughs> but that was you. But that's just so me. You're just so spiting yourself. Yeah. That is so masochistic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really going really to stick it to him. The... This is low on the list of difficult things I have to say out loud. So, you know, I've had characters that had no vowels in their names, you know, Ooh. that kind of thing. Weird Ooh. stuff. And just the, the words grasped it. Um. Clasped it. Grasped it. It's, they seem like they're going to be fine in isolation until you put them in a sentence. And then they're the worst. <laughs> you see, being your own audio narrator, at, at, at least you can... As you're writing it, see it and go, that would really suck. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you read the book, read you know, so let's if I read the book it. out loud, I could just change the book. If I like don't like something while I'm reading the book, I'm like, that part sucks. I'll just cut it out or change it. I mean, realistically, I'm kind of narrating while I'm writing it. So I got to do that ahead of time. But I still did find the last couple of tiny little things while I was narrating the book. And we just, I just fixed them. It was easy. Oh, so that's so nice. The one fiction book that I narrated, I also had to edit for the girl because it was a self-pub thing, and mm-hmm. it she needed help. And I told her, like, hey, you know, I, I want you to know I want this book to be really, really good, but I have to read what this says. So we need to work on it. Like, and I want it to be good, so can I help you? And she was like, yes. Oh, my gosh. Free editorial? Yes, please. I know. Amanda, spend all your time on this book that you're doing. <laughs> it was it's worth like every it. every single book group. It's like, oh, I'm self pub but it's not being edited. And then you just go, ooh. And you're asking how much for it? Ooh. And you did Editing the art yourself? Ooh. What's the Stephen King quote? To, to write is human, to edit is divine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do we still have another question left? Another last would you one. Rather? I was just about to say the last one. Would you rather live a life of adventure or open a coffee shop? Oh, easily open the coffee shop. <laughs> adventure involves camping places that are really oh. uncomfortable and no toilet paper and no no showers and road food. And you know, I I my, I'm old. I want to get up comfortably on a mattress that I like mm-hmm. every day. And I want my morning routine. I feel like I could handle all of those things. No. Um, but but no. then you said no toilet paper, and I went, oh. Like, no? Yeah, I mean, the logistics of just tromping across Mordor and not having any place to go is just not, it's not cool. And also, like you have really bad teeth. Yeah, you know. You know <laughs> Everybody smells. It's not cool. Mm-mm. It's not good stuff. I, I, can, I can appreciate somebody going without a shower for a few days when you're camping. I can get that. But not the teeth thing. You need to brush your teeth. Yeah. Well, and you know, when you go camping and you get like the wood smoke smell in your clothes and it hits that point of saturation, we're just like, this really makes me nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> I have smelled like wood smoke for 
three days now, and it's kind of gross, and I just want to wear something that does not smell like wood smoke. Except if you're on an adventure, that never happens. Mm. You perpetually smell that way. And you Everything can add you, you add other bad smells on top of yeah, it, it's too. Just like it's, that's not a good perfume. It's like when you get all the colors together and it becomes brown. It's like that, but in smell form. <laughs> it's brown uh, in it's smell form. Oh, nature. No. <laughs> I've never been camping. I never want to go camping. Like, camping oh. to me, no, is is staying in a caravan. That That is camping to me. Caravan camping holiday. can be fun, but the best yeah. part almost is when you come home and you're like, that was cool, and now I'm done. Oh, <laughs> and I'm home, and I take a shower, and I go back to my bed, and there's it's like the, the closing of the loop. But I can do that in a caravan, except I have access to plumbing. It's true. You bed. have them right there. You just have a very short loop. It's a very short loop because then I can say, I, I didn't sleep well in those beds, but there's my bed. And just be like, hmm. Nobody tries to bed. kill you with a sword or anything. Uh, well, the last time I was Attention. on a caravan holiday was a sci-fi convention. That oh. might have happened. There were swords involved. <laughs> Lots of cosplay. Yeah. It's heavy on the steampunk. <laughs> But at least if you're opening a coffee shop, just every day that smell. It's a Even different. Even better if I open the coffee shop and somebody else runs it for me. Mm. Yeah. I would gladly own it and just sit in the corner. Yeah. yeah. Read my books. Do my research. Administrate. Yes. But that gets boring. But then you can do something else while you're Then you try the latest and it's your coffee good. shop. You walk to the library, exchange your book, come back. <laughs> it's a good Go on optional adventuring. Optional adventuring. That's the kind of adventure I like when you go to the bookstore or go to the library and you can just, you know, get lost in the stacks. But eventually they do kick you out to your own home and your own bed when I was and your in, own indoor pool room. When I was in my 20s, I'm sure I would have answered this very differently. But now I'm not. Same <laughs> I go to Actually, bed in my twenties, I would have answered the same thing. In my twenties, you know, I would have a drink and I'd be like, "Ice, oh, so I'm going to have more of this." And now I'm like, "Do I really want to feel like that tomorrow?" Mm-hmm. No, no. I'm going to have a water. That's exactly what I say. You're so responsible. I remember no, my first. I think it's kind of laziness more than responsibility. It's just like I, you know, I just don't want to put up with the hassle of feeling bad. I so don't want to be hungover for three days. It's too much trouble. I don't I was, want the I, hangover. I don't want the headache. And I don't want to have to deal with my child for three days hungover. It's oh, yeah. Good. Dealing with kids when you're... Oh, that's the worst. Well, that cures you a lot. <sighs> <sighs> I'm sorry. I have some <laughs> sudden flashbacks there. Um, at least at least coffee is an antidote. At least coffee can, like, exactly. you know... You can stand there and drink the coffee and then go... No, don't put the leg up your nose. No, yep. you can't play on the switch now. It's nine o'clock at night. You have to go to bed. Yep. Exactly. No. That's why you just don't have children. That is also an option. It's too late. <laughs> too late. Sorry, you guys suck. <laughs> Child free. Proud of it. I'm proud of that. It's my one thing that I've got going for me. <laughs> I don't have children. <laughs> I think that's, that's the end of that. Would you rather? Questions? I think that's the end of that. So now we have to move on to our other non-would you rather questions. And Claire, I feel like you have to ask this one, although I'm probably more threatening than you are. But threatening questions. I mean, if you want to threaten, that's fine. But should we threaten? 
I mean, it's more, this is more of a, a demand. It's a demand. We're not threatening. Demand. Not yet. Not yet. We'll wait to the answer. Okay. Okay. We need the backstory for the Madrigal. Give it to us. Give it to us now. Um. Well, she will show up again. Yeah, okay. So, I don't know if I'll ever do, like, Madrigal prequel or anything, but we'll see. She's She will come back. She will be back. How old is she? Because then, whatever age you say, I need the first X amount of years before that. <laughs> I think she's in her 60s, although I hadn't really pinned it down. Okay, I think she's so late I'm... 60s. Can we get a 50-year story about her? You know, it doesn't have to be full 50 years. Just, you know. <laughs> I like the fact that... I, I like the idea that she could have staged a coup. And she was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not putting up with your bullshit anymore. Stage a coup. Become the madrigal. Mwaha. Doilies everywhere. um we'll see how much we learn about her um because she should be in this book but you know assuming nothing goes weird or sideways um and she definitely features a little more well good theoretically I say that without it being finished but you know until you edit it out while you're narrating it yeah until I decide oh that didn't work (laughs) whatever you cut out the next time you come on the show because yeah deal with it sorry you have to come back again um you have to tell us what you cut out okay well i didn't cut out anything from the last one i mean i cut out words but none of the story went on the cutting room floor this one has already gone through some heavy revisions before it like got far because i was figuring out how to do this again so um because I can't write really complicated things. It has to be kind of simple. Your face was really sad just then when you said that. Just thinking about the limitations of my abilities. <laughs> Staring off into the middle distance. Can't write complex stories. Can't, can't put too much in there. Without severe consequences. Oh. That sounds like every adult now, though. It's everybody over the age of 40. I've still got one or two, no, three more years before I'm at that, at that point. So. Actually, the 40s are cool. I like the 40s. You know, you kind of know who you are and you know what you value and things don't seem like, before my 40s, sometimes things just really seem like, oh my God, how am I going to figure this out? And now it's like, no, you know what, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Which is a nice feeling. Figure it out if you can be bothered to figure it out do you need to figure it out yeah then you you do have like the debate do i want to figure it out do i want to be bothered at all but you know i just feel more competent in my 40s than i ever felt before which is nice it's nice to feel vaguely competent <laughs> that's a good feeling to have feeling vaguely competent i like that yeah claire we've got that to look forward to vague competency yes now that i've dangled that in front of you yes Bring on the 40s. Vague <laughs> competency and arcane reciprocity. <sighs> it's like a tick every time I hear it now. <laughs> so, moving on to the next question. Obviously, we will get more of Viv's adventures because you're writing another book. So, tell us. Well, Give us a sneak next... of what's okay, going to happen. So two things. You do get some more Viv because the paperback has a prequel short that is about Viv. 
the Paper Pack re-release in November has a 10K short that's set before that book. Oh, okay. That's the November, November, December re-releases from Tor. Um, yes. Okay. That's exciting. But the next book isn't about Viv at all. Ooh. Who's it about? Do we know? Um, Do we know I'm them? I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. The main character is not one you know yet. No. Ooh. So my idea for sequels in this is to do more of the Terry Pratchett kind of thing where stories can stand alone and you meet new people and you have a new standalone and other people might pop in, but you could read them in any order and they can be about different things. A merry band so, of adventures meet I in a coffee it. shop one day. So the next one is not about Viv, although she might pop up. Oh. And it's not about the Madrigal, although she might, well, she, she should pop up. She better. Anyway, <laughs> unless the plot line changes dramatically, which it might. <laughs> Um, so yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Ooh. We'll see how that goes. We will see how that goes. I've been, you know, lots of figuring out how to do this, you know, again. And a lot of my first attempts are just like kind of fraught with people like expecting something of me now and feeling like I need to, to factor that in and then discovering that I really should not. <laughs> no. And refiguring it in my brain to be just something that I want and can write that doesn't have to be exactly the same. Well, didn't you say you wrote Legends and Ideas because it's something that you wanted to read? Because obviously yeah. being an audiobook narrator, you read a lot of doom and gloom yeah. and violence and you wanted something that was a bit quieter yeah. and more sedate and more I want some fantasy chicken soup, yeah. Exactly. So fantasy chicken more soup. fantasy chicken soup if you want to add in some noodles then fine yeah you know just... well there's you get into things like well does it have to have romance in it does it have to have baked goods does it have to have coffee does it have to have this does it have to have that and then for a lot of it i'm like oh well i you know is what are people going to expect that is in it you know and eventually after a lot of like writing a lot of words and throwing them away i'm like yeah it just has to have what i want in it and a character that can be fun for me to spend some time with. Otherwise, I'm just never going to make it to the other end of it. Yeah. A lot of the time in our discussions, like, because we're coming up to episode 200. Wow. Yay. Yeah. Yay. It's episode 200 for Amanda. It's 50 less than for me. Um, we, we'll, we'll, we'll read a book and we're like, did they need to have romance? Did we need to read a romance in this book? Did the, was always shoehorning because the publishers have asked for it. Um, yeah. You know, it's some certain elements. Do you feel like you've got a little bit more freedom being with your books and having to shoehorn in exactly what is the current trend? Because you've established that you read your your books are more something that you want to read. Um, I, I think I have all the freedom I want as long as I take it. I'm a real people pleaser kind of person. So, you know, I know that when I write the next book, someone's not going to like it. Someone's going to be disappointed. It's not going to have something that they wanted that they got in the other one. And they'll be like, lame. <laughs> but ideally, they'll people be people who maybe didn't get something they wanted in the other book and get it in this one. But yeah. it's because I'm a people pleaser. That's, you know, like, oh, I'm horrified by that thought. So it's a little paralyzing. Um Okay, it's not totally paralyzing. I'm writing, but it's scary. And I'm sure that's something that all kinds of people deal with, you know. I didn't write the the first book I wrote. I wrote in a box like this one and with no expectations. So I I didn't have to think about any of that at all, which which was really freeing. And now I think about it, but I don't want to. 
so mm-hmm. I try hard not to. And then you just think about it more. And, and then, then you think just... about it more, and then you talk about it, and then, yeah. but, you know, I, uh, hopefully I've got that sorted out of my brain now. I think I do. It I sounds hope. like you're putting pressure on yourself where there's not necessarily sure. I'm really to be put good on. at that. I'm really good at that. Super Look, good at that. You've got two built-in fans right here. Like, yeah. when pre-orders happen, we're there. So the nice thing about it is that if it's a just an abject failure, it doesn't like retroactively ruin the other book. So that's cool. And <laughs> I have this other job <laughs> that I do all the time, which is what actually you know, is my income. So even if I do object, you know, even if it is just the worst thing ever, at least it isn't the end of the world. I just like I, reading fantasy books though at the same time. I don't need, I'm, I'm not prescriptive on what I necessarily need, Yeah. but it's just nice to have a cast of characters that aren't, you know, a bunch of humans and the talking elf and or the yep. talking halfling or the talking dwarf. It's actually, you know... Characters with substance and characters with diversity. Yeah. And, and it's just nice to be in a world, that kind of world. So it'll have that. It will definitely have that. That's all I need. It's about there you go. different kinds of people. Met, take you know, the and off. The, the main character is nothing like Viv. <laughs> She's very different, but. But she is female. You just yes. said she. Yeah, she is. Clues. She is. Nothing female. like Viv. So I want to see a halfling because that's the opposite. <laughs> no, but I'm not. I'm no guessing games. Oh, come on. Because I might change it. I might change oh, something. Damn it. I already changed. I did, she went through several like permutations to get to where she is. Because I started, I was. I thought I was going to write one thing. And then I discovered I really can't write that. And then I refigured it. And so there were like immovable parts that survived all of that. But then there's lots of things that changed. You know, Does as I kind of like boiled it back down to like, oh, this is something that I think I can write. Does she have a name? She does, but I'm not going to say it. Oh my god! One day somebody is going to. So far, you don't. Somebody. Well, I might change it. Maybe I'll discover that somebody else was using it. I looked around to try and make sure, but you know, you hate to say, and then you discover, oh no, but this famous book has actually got a character that was named that, so you can't. Well, you know, you're talking to a researcher and a librarian. We can always help you look. (laughs) That's true. We can. (laughs) (laughs) My library has a really good collection of books. I'm not saying that because I buy a lot of them myself, but um, we've got a good collection. But you do. But we do. You totally do. We do. It, because my library contains your book, and that's all it ever needs. <laughs> it's a very small library. It is. One of the little libraries. <laughs> yes. It's got a post in front of my house. <laughs> that's all it is. Um, that's what I do. Um, so I tell cute. everyone that I'm a librarian in a public library, but I'm just referring to the little free library in front of my house. <laughs> <laughs> with only one book inside but I cataloged it myself so <laughs> I hope you're not using Dewey Decimal that, that's archaic no no we're not doing that that's we're not good. doing that anymore <laughs> Card I just remember at university my, my lecturer went Dewey Decimal System it's trash I was like oh okay agreed it's true. agreed it's true I still remember flipping through the card catalog mm. oh. yeah we still have one in our library. It doesn't have it doesn't have cards in it anymore, but we have it and it's there and it's beautiful and I like yeah. want to steal yeah. it. I want like, one like so I can clean it up, repurpose it and use it for my Arkham Horror LCG cards because oh, they are the perfect okay. size. It would be good for that. 
recipes, you know, any number of things would be good. Yes. Anywho. Um, So what's it like to go from narrator to author? Um, Well, writing is a lot harder. Narrating is a lot easier because somebody else already wrote it. And they baked the cake and all I have to do is put frosting on it. So that's nice. If you're a writer, you have to come up with a whole recipe. That's rough. (laughs) But what if you're really good at writing recipes? I am not. So, Mm. you know, it's it's work for me. Um, I like writing, but I like it more like retroactively. Like I finished and I'm like, oh, that was fun. But at the time I was probably like, how many words do I have to get done today? Why am I doing um, this again? What? What? This is gonna suck. Um, so it's, there's a lot more doubt. I don't have a lot of self doubt when I'm narrating. You know, the book is what the book is, and I'll do the best I can with it, and I'll try and make it better. And there's, there's just really different. There's, by the same token, there's lots of crossover because obviously I'm reading stuff out loud. Um, but it really makes it apparent what you like and you don't like when you narrate other people's fiction. So you get kind of like a crash course for thousands of hours in what you like and what you don't like in your own fiction so that when you write, you're like, yeah, I'm not going to do that or I really like the way they did that and that kind of finds its way in, which is actually super cool and unexpected. I like that. When you were writing, did and you, you, you said you're talking, saying it out loud and, you know, did it... In my brain, like basically, yeah. yeah. Did the character voices already, were they already yes. there or did they yeah. have to morph a little bit? Yeah, I knew what they were. Yeah. I have a pretty... Because I narrate so much fantasy, I have like, I'm going to call them like character actors in my brain that can act different parts. So I have a lot of voices that I know intuitively how they would sound. Mm. Um, and so I just, I knew what everybody sounded like. I knew what it would sound like when I said them too. So that's cool. That is cool. And the sad rhymes. Yep. Everything is pronounced the way it was intended. <laughs> Without wearing fangs. <laughs> But also what? noticeably, all their names are really simple and easy to pronounce <laughs> because they don't. nobody's got like apostrophes all over the place or mm. weirdly placed consonants or they're, they're like a syllable or two. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when my brother first read Tolkien back when he was a teenager and he couldn't say half the names. This is before yeah. the movies and everything established the, the pronunciation. And he just called everybody Bob and Dave and Jane and Sarah and just remembered everybody's names based on very simplistic terms. That's the only way he got through reading Tolkien. Yeah. Now, see, I, I just like garbage that, yeah. it in my brain and yeah. don't try not to say it out loud. A lot and... of people just come up with shorthand, you know, garbage names in their brain. That's just who that is. That's mm-hmm. Fergal Flurgan or whatever his name is. <laughs> I don't know. That guy. That, here's that guy. Here's <laughs> that guy. That's all well and good until you have to read the summary and you're like, oh, I've got to say that. Who, who was that guy? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then when I write the summary, we put all of the most difficult things for Claire to say because it's funny. And when I write the summary, I put all the Britishisms in what you have to say. You're welcome. For next for August's theme, excessively British. Ah. Oh, great. <laughs> and Amanda sounds like an idiot. It's that's <laughs> every day. I sound fine. like an idiot every week, so it's fine. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm allowed my little revenge. <laughs> We're such We're a good petty. team, Claire. We're not petty at all. We do it for the laughs. <laughs> We're equally petty. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. It's a fond pettiness. 
Yes. So what's your favorite kind of character to be when you're narrating? The one with the best lines. But like what (laughs) what voices do you like to do? Usually the funny sidekick characters are usually Mm -hmm. the most fun to do. Yeah. Because a lot of times there's the amusing sidekick character who gets, again, all the best lines and often usually has kind of like the biggest, most fun voice to do because it's just innate to funny sidekick characters. Yeah. Um, so um, there's a book I'm, I was narrating it before I got on here. It's um, Kyle Kieran's uh, Ripple System series. And there is an axe named Frank. And he basically, to me, sounds kind of like Danny DeVito <laughs> and he has and he's very abrasive and you know funny he has really great lines um and then part of his comic foil is there's another character named House who was the AI for a house and so she's being asked to play pretend to be a person in a game and she doesn't know how to be a person so she's learning how to be a person and she really likes cats and she doesn't know how to not be awkward. And when she lies, her teeth itch. And she's just got all these hysterically adorable lines. If she's happy, she just kind of like shimmies, you know. She's adorable. And so you've got the really abrasive Danny DeVito axe and the really adorable <laughs> robot girl that most of the people don't know is a robot. They don't know that she's an AI. So, But she's so supposed fun. to try and pass as a human, and she's just not good at it at all. But she's learning. <laughs> Well, she know. must be doing a passable job she, if nobody realizes. Nobody. This is where our suspension of disbelief comes in. <laughs> but anyway, so those kinds of characters are a ton of fun to do. Um, I love them greatly. That's fun. I want to read. Let us know when you're finished with that one so we can listen to it. Um, the first couple books in the series have already been out. Uh, the first one was called Shadeslinger. It's game-lit, and so it's basically... Uh, anyway, mostly, really, the books are... if you've if you and you've gamed before you played you played d2 so it's it's kind of a mmo focused kind of thing for really advanced you know mmo in the future and it's just funny as hell it's just really really funny um and anybody who can sustain being funny for a long time without being boring it's really impressive it's just consistently funny so i love it a lot it's well written it's charming that's fun that's exciting so many cats (laughs) It sounds like a lot of pressure, though, to get that funny, that comedy over in the voice. Like, I love doing that. That's like one of my favorite things to do. So it doesn't, for whatever reason, I just don't worry about it. It's just yeah. like it feels pretty natural to me, and I enjoy it a lot. So I love doing it, and I don't ever feel real nervous or second guess it very much. You know, if it hits and I think it's funny, I stick with it and I retake it if I didn't think it was funny enough. Um, I do most of my work live, too. So I have somebody watching me all the time. So any shame I had has long since evaporated. (laughs) Do you find you very physical when you um, do your... Definitely. We talked to Jessie Valinsky. Oh, yeah, she's great. She's amazing. We like her a lot. She like kind of just, like she showed us like just just changing her voice over, and she was one of the first audiobook narrators we had who were lucky enough to talk to, and the way she like seemed to hunch over one second and then just brighten up the next second, it it looked exhausting. I mean, it's definitely physical and it takes a certain amount of energy, um, but it's 
your your a lot of your voice has to do with how you carry your body and how you position your head and your mouth and everything else. So it's really physical the more you change things up. Um, and the more boisterous it is, it's hard to have like boisterous, like funny dialogue and not be animated while you do it. Mm. Unless it's deadpan humor, you know. <laughs> the best kind of humor. <laughs> so what preparation do you do before you start doing all of this do you mine is pretty limited so it depends on whether it's a new book it depends on whether it's something i've already done so if it's something i've already if it's something where the series is established i have very little to do i just have to make sure i get any new pronunciations checked um and any big character questions if the author is particular um but i like because i read fantasy i literally open up the text in word and i turn on the spell checker and i look for all the words it doesn't recognize and that pretty quickly finds all the made-up fantasy words that i need to ask them about Ooh, um, that's smart. And then I'll write out phonetically what I think they are or record it depending on who they are and send it off and make sure it's okay. But that's it. And I make sure, I do, like there's character checks. You know, you want to make sure nobody shows up with an Irish accent on page 487 and <laughs> you've been narrating them as from, you know, the UK for the entire time. Um, so you need to find that kind of stuff out. Or if there's suddenly shows you suddenly discover that they're actually 80 and not 30 <laughs> you know you want to you want to know those things ahead of time but that's that's my prep <laughs> that's my prep a lot of people do a full read of the text i just don't have time for it and i didn't find that it i didn't find that it was useful to me mm-hmm. it yeah. made the book boring to read again so as long as i have all the information i need to read it that's all i want yeah it's fun. I love your your spell check tip. That's very useful. It saves a fabulous amount of time. Do you have any other tips for budding narrators? She says, looking at Amanda, who is not not you're not a budding narrator anymore. You are on Audible. I have a collection <laughs> with your name on it. You've done books. So, what would be your um, top tips as a as a, a narrator? And what would be your top tips as a budding author? Um, as a narrator, just getting yourself a schedule so that you work, depending on how regularly you work. I mean, I have a basically like office hours, so I can plan my stuff out and do it. Um, I, it kind of just depends on your goals. I mean, my goal is to like really kind of like what you want to be as a narrator. Like, are you fiction, nonfiction? Mm-hmm. And if you're fiction, like what kind of fiction, what kind of vibe you're going for? And just being really clear about like, who am I as a narrator and why would somebody want me to narrate things? So for me, I do a lot of fantasy and stuff. And my thing is I want to write really, I want to, I don't want to write. I want to, I want to do like really, I want to add relatable humanity to whatever I'm reading. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to warm it up. I want it so you can connect to the characters. That's my thing, mm. you know? Um, so good characterization and, you know, a good kind of like naturalistic narrative style. So that's what I aim for. Um, but everybody's got kind of like a different thing that they're targeting, I think. It's, figuring that out's nice. Apart from that, it's just boring stuff like, you know, build your endurance <laughs> uh, by narrating more. Um, uh, I like, uh, I like narrating live because it kind of loosens you up. So I think it's kind of, and it also makes it less lonely. So I have a Discord channel that I narrate every day and then people show up and I know them and they can talk to me in text and I can talk to them in voice and it's like a water cooler and it makes it not lonely. And I think that 
you a lot of like your inhibitions kind of eventually evaporate when you're doing stuff for people and then oh yeah they're fine with me doing this okay cool i don't have to worry about it i'm just gonna do it i'm going for it you know (laughs) that's so fun it's just so it's so cute and wholesome (laughs) makes my heart happy (laughs) books are cool book people are cool it's a neat industry just because it's full of book people and book people are good people so i agree from the peripherals doing a podcast i agree We've met some pretty cool people. I was just thinking about that today. I was talking to one of my one of my coworkers at the library, and I was just like, man, you know what? We're about to do our 200th episode, and it's just been so cool. So glad that I, like, that I started this, and then that my original co-host decided to abandon me, and then I found <laughs> you... And like, and this is haunting this, the comments on Facebook. Yes, like, and this is just this is just what we do now every week. And we just we get to talk cool. to fun people. And the only thing that would make it better is if we got any money at all. <laughs> it's a nice sweetener. It is a nice sweetener. <laughs> it does make it a little bit better. <laughs> One day we'll get Waffle House to sponsor us. One day Waffle House is going to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> That's our life goal. They don't have anything to do with anything that we're ever talking about. IHOP shows up with some money. And you're like, nope, I'm holding <laughs> no, up for Waffle I'm House. Be gone. <laughs> Get out of here. We do not hang with the pancakes. IHOP. We have to have waffles. And really, we're Generate just in waffle. it for the hash browns. I will uh, hash one browns day are good. Try the Waffle House hash browns. It will happen one day. One day you will get to experience Waffle House and you'll be like, why? Why did I build this this up in my head? What is going on? What is this? This isn't a hash brown. (laughs) It's just a load of potatoes and onion with weird cheese. Oh, that's exactly literally what it is, though. Yes, but especially the weird cheese. cheese. It's true, but is it It cheese? Cheese. It feels like some sort of like description of America. It's just potatoes and onions and weird cheese. That is exactly. That is exactly America. Just sprinkle in a dash of. Can we make a casserole out of this? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the cream of mushroom soup when you need it? No. See, I no. can't see anything. The UK uses Campbell's condensed soups for the weird and wonderful things as well. Oh yeah, America's all about that. Yeah. I saw a, a chocolate cake being made once using tomato soup. I've seen that too. I've seen that too. And then it turned out to be like it was good or something. It's weird. It shouldn't. I don't It shouldn't like have it. been. Yeah. Yeah. That expression on your face right now, Amanda, it, it seems nasty. The dubiousness. I mean, I'm a fan of tomato soup, though. It, it turned into a chocolate. <laughs> it was because of the spices and everything. It turned into a chocolate cake. I have chocolate cake downstairs right now. Hmm. I'm not, I don't know about this. Black I, I, magic I chocolate cake. Is that it? The tomato soup chocolate cake? Yeah. I, I don't know. I a Guinness and chocolate cake at the weekend. People seem determined to make things into things that they didn't need to do. You know, it's like, you didn't need to do it. <laughs> Why did you do that? Why did you do it? It's just like because? when everything in the seventies was made with Jello. With Jello, oh yeah, everything. Just, to, to there's reams. some hot dogs in there. It's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. 
Now, you probably don't do this in America, but it used to be very big in the 70s and my aunt still does it on buffets. She'll take a cooked sausage, slice down lengthways, and then get cheesy mashed potato and pipe down the slice. See, we just use cheese whiz here for that because we are infinitely lazier, but yeah, probably the same thing. don't have cheese whiz. Do I need yeah. to send you a can of cheese whiz in your next hair package? Probably not. <laughs> and I will relive my best goofy movie Inadvisable. Life. <laughs> don't do it. it. It wouldn't matter if it got hot, though, since it's just... Since it's cheese. It's it moon cheese. It, can, it, can it explode in the can? I don't it know, maybe. quite volatile. I probably shouldn't send a bomb to you. That probably wouldn't be a good idea. No, not for left explosives. That weren't explosives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, speaking of food, what's your coffee order in real life? You're going to a coffee shop. Picture it. Um, so what I like, my favorite, is a mezzo mezzo, which is like a little sugar in the bottom, steamed with an Americano and then an espresso. So it's got like two shots and an Americano's worth of water and then some steamed milk on top. Ooh. But I'm often too lazy to ask for that. So then you just get the, the so easy I get like cheese. A, I get a, I like, a, like a double Americano and like uh, like a little bit of vanilla and a little bit of cream because I'm just too lazy. But if I'm taking my time, that's what I would do. I have one of those um, home like espresso makers. Mm. And the... So I make something like that. That's I'm once a day. That's my morning first thing. And then I just have like lazy coffee after that. Yeah. Good coffee's first thing, lazy coffee. Good coffee later. first thing, lazy coffee later. Yeah. We call the lazy coffee diluted coffee in our house. Because coffee granules where you just pour the hot water on. So it's like you're diluting the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Classy. <laughs> I do grind my own beans all the morning. First cup. What? That's good nice. coffee is worth it. Good but then laziness sets in. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel weird sometimes because I'm like I'm not a real I'm not a big coffee drinker. So I'm like oh yeah okay. It's, okay. it's, it's good to hear you two talk about coffee and I just sit here. Like, how, how excited did I get at eleven thirty at night once UK time about cheese coffee? That I doesn't s- sound like excitement worthy. It is a thing. No, she went on for so long about cheese coffee, and I'm just like, what because is this? Why? So, a really good cup of coffee, really good cup of coffee, good beans, freshly ground. You know, it's nice. Mm. Preferably a dark roast. And a really sharp cheddar. Bitter coffee, sharp cheddar. Mwah. Bliss. And in Lapland, it is a thing, go on to Google, they have a cheese that is this quite of a texture like halloumi that they put into the coffee. They've got special mugs for huh. it. Their coffee is ridiculously strong, though. It's much stronger than anything you would normally get in, well, in the UK at least. And it kind of absorbs the coffee a little bit. Huh. And I really, really, really want to try it. So, I mean, I would I, try that just because it's so formalized, you know. Yeah. Somebody was mentioning today um, espresso with tonic water to me. Like somebody was like extolling the virtues of espresso with tonic water. And I was like, what? Maybe it was soda water. I can't remember which. I feel like it was tonic water, though. And I, 
I don't even, what would that be like? I, maybe it's great, but mm. it's hard for me to imagine it being great. Yeah, it's, it's like the shot of espresso in your orange juice, fresh orange juice. <laughs> that sounds not what okay. What is happening? It was, it, support, it, 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 was, it was one of these internet, like, social media things where everybody was trying it. The same with the, the tomato soup the tomato cake. soup cake thing, yeah. Yeah, it was the same thing. And everybody's like, this is going to be nasty, this is going to be horrible, but you've got to, it's got to be, obviously, decent espresso, you can't just use the random granules, whatever, into fresh orange juice, and everybody's like... I hear how much this is nice, how much I like this. But apparently, in I don't know if it's Thailand or whatever, I'm sorry, I don't know which country it is, but that's quite a popular drink, doing shots of coffee into fruit that, juice. That sounds really awful. Mm-mm. Just it does, tragically terrible. But I do feel Mm-mm. like I need to try it, just, no. you know, for science. If I write it down, it's for science. Will research. You, it's research. Will you do it while I can watch? I will video it. I'll I'll post that stuff over the internet. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I've got worse things on the. We have me singing on the internet for God's yeah. sakes. Yeah. Jackson Ford. Yeah. <sighs> I as much as I hated myself for that, I really enjoyed making up a rap song about an audience yeah. and being the whitest person in the world while sharing it. <laughs> that was ridiculous. We're never doing it again, but it was fun. <laughs> it was an experience. Which is worse? Coffee in orange juice or Amanda rapping? They're both terrible. Who knows? More well, research. More research. I need to research this. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do this. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna mm-hmm. get decent orange juice though. You do it whilst listening to that terrible thing that we made. And oh, come on. <laughs> you know that's just masochistic. The vomit's already there. Whilst. That's how I always know if I'm narrating a book by, that's written by someone in the UK. It'll just be filled whilst. with whilst. Yeah. All throughout. It's that's a good right. word. It's a good, good word, but nobody in America uses it. Kandara Blick does. It's, I remember it's even f- there was a Twitter exchange... And Kandar was very pleased by the use of whilst. Um, it's uh, it's also funny when when authors write people set in countries that they don't live in, like America or vice versa. So, like if they make a character who set who is American living in America, using the word whilst and also using bloody, yeah. like something is bloody good, and you're bloody like, hell. all of my alarm bells have gone off. I'm out. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's when we see the word duvet in American. In, in America, we're like, that's when we're like, whoa. Yeah, whoa. Like, what is this? We don't and there's duvet here. Herb and herb, you know, that's mm. always a big thing, you know, and whether they used a herb or an herb, you know, is also. It's not an herb. An it's an, an herb if you were an American, you drop the H and you say yeah. herb. It's an herb. <clears throat> no, you drop it's the, an herbal the essence. H. But if Why you were in. language. I know, I'm just saying, these are just the tells of the languages. But then if you were, of course, in the UK, you would say a herbal essence because it's got a fucking H in it. I'm sorry, I'm not <laughs> to swear, am I? Oh, no. Oh, no. We're made of cuss words. I'm, okay, I'm, cool. I'm so glad all right, that that cool. happened because right. I'm like, I, hold it I in, I stole that Amanda. from Eddie Izzard anyway. <laughs> I dropped the C-bomb three times the other week. You're all right. <laughs> all right. Fine. We are made of cuss words. Fuck. <laughs> mm, I, I, we have a t-shirt in our shop that says 
sometimes the only appropriate word is fuck. So yeah, yeah. We had a rap battle. We had like a narrator's rap battle like a year or two ago. Like with all the romance narrators were doing it. Ooh. And then some of us jumped in too. So I had I did the fantasy rap battle. Oh. But um, what was it? It was uh, I think the last one was line was nothing really fucks like genre fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And this this is funnier in context if if you had the rest of it. But oh. um, it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. So I want to go back to something that you said a long long time ago about um grasped it and yeah, like all of those words that all you, the asped words yeah yeah um what's what's like your most favorite phrase or thing to say and what's your least favorite favorite phrase yeah what's something that you just found and you were like oh my god i love it it's music i don't know if i have one of those i mean i get lots of like this is a fun thing to say but i don't know if i could pull one off of the top of my head um, Arcane reciprocity. I've probably said mana out loud more times than any other human being alive at this point. I'm fairly sure. Um, I always, I always um, pump my fist whenever I come across a dais, because in fantasy literature, it's not fantasy unless there is a raised area in the center of the room that would require you to step six inches up. There's just <laughs> daises all over the damn place. So. We have like a little game. It's time to dais. Like how many pages until you hit the first dais? And almost every book will have one if you're reading fantasy. Almost every book. I feel like we need to do a fantasy bingo card now. I feel like we need to too. You just start watching for the word. You'll see it. You'll be like, oh my God, the first page? Wow. (laughs) Um, So the higher score is the, the closer it is to the front of the book. So ideally the highest score you could possibly get if it was if the book is literally named dais. (laughs) <laughs> but you know the first note to self write book called Deus um, yeah just write a book called Deus um, anyway so run across lots of Deuses um, as far as words that I don't like words that are wrong oh <laughs> words that are wrong people who are uh, uh, who are prostating themselves before no. other people are always funny no. excuse um, me I had something about the laminations of the women uh, once. Um, what else? Um, oh, oh. Ravaged versus ravished. Oh, no. Sometimes those are swapped around. So those are the ones. I mean, I will fix them if I hit them. But those are the ones that I'm always like, ow, ow. Um, anybody who obviously used a thesaurus but didn't actually get the real definition of the word. Mm-hmm. They get like, it's close to the word you want, but that's not. That doesn't mean what you think it means. That's not how you use that. Those are tough. Oh, it's <laughs> oh, really fun. Pronunciation-wise, was the uh, Stephen Fry had like the pocketed it, Harry pocketed it. Yeah. Yes. I can say that Harry pocketed it. I can actually do that. But it's really good. You know, there's there's like, I have to say a lot of ridiculous things, but <laughs> I have pretty good articulation now. <laughs> You'll have to take over Jim Gale and do the U- the US version now. I love Jim's version. I'm I, so I'm Team Jim on Harry Potter. I'm afraid. Me too. I have not listened to Harry Potter. I have read it, and that is all I'm going to do. You only read it because I had it on the podcast before you were on the podcast. Yep. My my wife used to listen to it to go to sleep. She had trouble sleeping, and so I have heard 
every single one of them umpteen bajillion times. I can remember the little jingle at the start of it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I can hear Jim Dale in my brain. My friend did that, but with the Stephen Fry version. Because people really just, whichever one they listen to first is pretty much the one they love, as far as I can tell. Yeah. And I love Stephen Fry's voice. But I like Jim Dale's kind of like more animated characterizations. See, when I've talked to people about it, they're like, there's a different person who narrates the U.S. version. Yeah. Like, Somebody yes. had to say the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. <sighs> I like how they had to dumb it down for Americans. <laughs> it makes me so Do Americans sad. even know what a philosopher is? <laughs> Come on. They don't even know that word. you got to do something else. <laughs> I just wonder what that conversation was like. How badly did they feel for us? They're like, well, it's, Americans. Just their scared. opinion of us was just slow, so low. <laughs> so so I mean, low. I'm not, I'm not going to say that, you know, the opinion is that Americans need exposition, where everybody else just picks up on it or understands the inference. Americans? I'm broadly generalizing what I've had conversations with people they needed spelling out to them in detail and in depth well how else are you going to add another 100 pages to the book (laughs) you need more words we were talking about that recently what were we that was a Charlene Harris book and we decided like she just added that in because she needed to hit a word goal yes the past (laughs) past couple we because it's like three little threads are happening and the love the books adore them mm-hmm. but this is the second time we've read through them and we're, we're discussing them as part of our vampire book club so we're being probably more critical of them than you know if we were just casually reading them for, for pleasure yeah just pleasure um so we're we literally tease everything apart <laughs> so i think we're um we're probably picking up on those things that we never picked up on before. But yeah. Yeah. I feel like I wanted to say something a little bit ago. But now I don't remember what it was. It was good though. Clearly. It's really funny. I don't know. It's groundbreaking. I don't know what it was. It's fine. <laughs> it was probably embarrassing or stupid because I'm American. So <laughs> please explain that to me in gratuitous detail. Anywho, back to the matter at hand. What are you currently reading? Non-work related. What are you currently watching and what are you currently listening to? Oh, let's see. I don't get to listen much anymore because I don't have a commute and I can't listen while I work. So I very mm-hmm. seldom get to listen to audiobooks. But uh, we do have a family road trip coming up starting Sunday. And so we are going to listen then and um, might be listening to one of the, the re-recorded Discworld books. Nice. They're re-recording them all um, and working their way through. So maybe the Weird Sisters or Hogfather because those are redone. What I really want is Reaper Man, which is like my favorite one. Or maybe Going Postal or Moving Pictures. But those aren't done yet. Mm. So I can't. Um, but also maybe Brandon Sanderson's Skyward might be a good like family one mm. in the car. But that's to be decided. Mm. Um, uh, as far as reading, what have I got on deck right now? Um, uh, Pal- uh, Paladin's Grace, I think, is what I'm in the middle of reading. Uh, Take Kingfisher. 
Um, you love T. Kingfisher so much. I do love T. Kingfisher. It's just good. And I did Nettle and Bone was one of the most recent things I finished. So I liked Nettle Bone a lot. That was a great book. Um, My library director told me to read that one next. So It's great. I recommend it. Bone Dog. That's all I have to say. Now you will like the book. Um, <laughs> as far as watching, I watched the new Star Trek. The... the, the what is it called? Oh, it's the one on Paramount. The new, yeah, the new one, which is like Captain Pike, and it's all prequely and yeah. But it was, I love it's Star a, Trek, but I can't watch it because it's on Paramount. I don't have it. So it's super good. It's super good. It's about grown-up adult people who don't have emotional breakdowns all the time and are respectful and good at their jobs, doing Star Trek things. It's pretty great, Ooh. actually. That sounds nice. It's it is really nice. It's kind of comforting. Everybody's not having an emotional breakdown every 40 seconds and they don't act like they're teenagers and it's cool. It's like it, 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 it's a little bit like Legends and that is it's nice just to watch people just kind of getting on with life and yep. not having great big drama. It's yep. I don't need the world is too full. Too much. Somebody and called shit. it competence porn to me and I like that a lot. Competence oh. porn. I like competence porn. I want to watch people who are good at what they do and just. Oh, look at you putting that together correctly the first time. This is so satisfying. Look um, at you succeeding in life. This is amazing. Um, and I was watching. I watched. Was watching uh, the old man, the one with Jeff Bridges. Um, I don't actually watch that much. I get really antsy and frustrated. <laughs> yeah. I I turn on Netflix at least once or twice a week and scroll through it and then give up. That's mostly <laughs> that's mostly what amounts to watching TV for me. See, I do that with Amazon, but that's because I don't like the interface. Yeah. They're all, there's just so much stuff in all of them that it's almost incomprehensible. It's just yeah. like, here is everything. No. <laughs> you can see eight of them at a time. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I just end up watching the same things over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's a comfort in that as well, knowing that there's not going to be any horrible surprises. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm currently watching 30 Rock for like the 40th time. <laughs> I aspire to be Liz Lemon. So oh, Liz Lemon. I am Liz Lemon. God, I am. I did do a spate of community last year. I had like a little oh. run of community. Yeah. I couldn't get into that. I tried. I watched the first time. I didn't like, the first time. The first time I didn't, I didn't get into it. And then there was whatever reason it hit me right last year. I don't know yeah. why, though. Maybe we went to see nope college had a charm last night oh was that it was, good it was so good was it good it was very good i'm oh, interested in it so and i kind of just i want to watch it without knowing anything about it basically yep i like well, there was a trailer for it that i hadn't seen before when we went to see um thor when we went to see love and thunder and i was like whoa i didn't even know any of this was happening and so that's I, that's how i like to go into it too like i don't want to know yep. i don't want to know I did watch Love and Thunder. I took the, we took the kids to watch Love and Thunder. I saw it yesterday. So good. What's that? I went to see it yesterday. I'm very yeah. pleased. I might actually get to the cinema. There's a new Sam Rockwell one that's coming out that I want to go and see. I don't need to know anything about it apart from the fact it's got Sam Rockwell. It's got Sam Rockwell in it. It's <laughs> all you need. It's all I need. Sam Rockwell in my life. Anything. Oh, it's so fun. So is there anything else you want to tell us that you're excited about? doesn't matter what it is we don't care we just want to be excited with you 
I'm just super interested to see how this year goes. It's going to be wild to because I get to do self-pub and traditional publish, which is going to be really funky, and I don't know anything about it, so I'm just kind of learning about it as I go. So it's mm-hmm. neat. I yeah. don't know what's going to be expected of me. I don't know what's going to happen. There can be other languages now. What does that look like? Get to get a translated version of my book. Ah, that's weird. I want to see what that's like. There might be different um, covers. There will be different covers. Um, UK will be a totally different cover, and it'll be hardback. Um, <laughs> Um, if you're nice to me, Amanda. Thank, please send me one. Um, <laughs> Although I already have an audiobook, so <laughs> that's all I need in my life is audiobook. I'm looking forward to being done writing this one so that I can be on the nice side where it's like, that was really fun. <laughs> I can have that <laughs> retrospective enjoyment of having written it. When When is book two like scheduled to be released do you know i don't really know i assume they will release it sometime after the other one maybe a year later i don't know so it'll be a while i assume because for them it's basically winter release for this okay um and but i i really don't know because they have all kinds of supply chain stuff and slots Mm -hmm. when they launch things and all sorts of things i don't know about um so we'll see how that goes you just It'll record it and send it to us secretly, <laughs> and we won't tell anyone about it. <laughs> it's never going to work, but I will always ask. We will always, we will always ask well, for things. We're really good ask. at keeping secrets. Nobody believes us. Nobody but believes us. Do you us. know the secrets we know? No, because we've kept them. Well, we'll be believed one day. One day. <laughs> one I don't day. feel like I'd have that secretive anyway. I mean, like... <laughs> who cares <laughs> I, I, it's not going to be like some like oh what is that what is the amazing revelation of this book the only reason I don't say anything about it is just because that way leaves me latitude to change my mind <laughs> the amazing revelation is there are characters that, yeah you remember when I told you last things. month it's not that at all anymore <laughs> not really I hope you weren't wrong. attached to that idea because <laughs> fair enough where can everybody find you Follow you, see what's happening in your audiobooks and or writing. Um, I think most people end up interacting with me on Twitter, at Travis Baldry. I've got a Facebook, too. I think that's Travis Baldry narrator, potentially. Um, And I do some TikTok and Instagram, always with the same handle. Um, On some of those, I've got links to my Discord because I'm at work there basically almost every single day narrating um so if you ever want to see how the sausage is made i do it a <laughs> lot all the time that's really um fun. and it's kind of a hoot you know excellent that's really excellent. fun okay now we're gonna be like lurking in the shadows everywhere you go so there's deal with it. 15 people in there waiting for me to come back oh wow <laughs> Like, stop this is a popular talk. book. Get off that stupid podcast. Yeah, no. what? I've got a because I'm leaving on Sunday. This one is getting done longer hours than normal because yeah. uh, I'm wrapping it up before we head out on Sunday, and it's a long book, longer than anticipated. Um, so uh, it's just been a, a good solid week of it, and it's a really popular book, and people like to hang out for it. So excellent. That's well, really good cool. luck with it. Enjoy it, and have a wonderful adventure holiday yes. with your. Family. Thank you very much. Yeah. It'll be nice to leave sure. the state. <laughs> Where are you going? Yellowstone. Oh. We're doing the family Yellowstone trip. 
That's fun. So they've never been, and we'll see how children of the 2000s react to seeing the out of doors and not having cell phone service. Ah, bugs. It's a fun adventure in and of itself. <laughs> Hope there's no like murder involved while you're. Ideally That's not. just at summer camp. Ideally not. All the murderers are at summer camps right now. They just hang out there. They so, do. It's where they live. All these facilities. Yeah. And, and then eventually, and come after summer camp, they come out and then terrorize the teen parties. Mm-hmm. until Halloween, mm-hmm. and then they'll hit the sororities and the fraternities, yeah. and then they'll turn into, you know, um, Krampus for the ho- for the Christmas holiday. Yeah. They really do only seem to like holidays. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're busy the rest of the time. They're, re- they're busy all through the year, but it's only during the holidays that they have to get really... time off to go do the murdering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's when they get the publicity. <laughs> <laughs> That's, just, the, that's the high profile times. You know, you, you know, every every business has peak times. Yep. Theirs is always, unfortunately, the holidays. It's like emergency service personnel. They're always busy over the holidays. They don't get a break. Well, it's because the murderers are so busy. That's why emergency services is also busy at the holidays. Because of We've all the murderers. just done some in-depth research and found <laughs> out what's going on in society. Well done, us. We're really talented. All right. Thanks Anywho, so much for joining us. Yes, you have more important things to do than Nothing this. more important. Nothing more important. And plenty of hours left in the day. Oh, my gosh. Well, Especially thanks. because you're an elf. Yes, there's an infinite amount of time left because you're an elf. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us. Thanks for responding. Thanks for manifesting yeah, thanks for me. when we summoned you. I had a great time. It was really great. And when another book comes out, yours or, you know, just one that you've narrated, we'll drag you back on and you have to say yes. Fabulous. Well, I narrate about one a week, so there will be plenty. There are plenty. (laughs) There are so many. There's a huge back catalog. Claire, we need to get busy. Darn. Shucks. I know. Oh man. Just isn't it fortuitous that we're a weekly podcast? I know. One book a week. We'll get through it eventually. We will. It's <laughs> the only way we'll ever get all the books read. I know. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Thanks again. We'll let you go. Thank we you. appreciate Thank you. you. You are part of our family now. <laughs> Thank you. Right. <laughs> Bye. 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 So that's it for this bonus episode of Fictional Hangover. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. Join us next time for our regularly scheduled episode released on Wednesday. Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite Fictional Hangover-themed merchandise and become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. Until next time, remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book. You can find us at fictionalhangover.com, follow us on Instagram at fictionalhangover, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fictionalhangover, and on Twitter at fictionalhangover, no E-R. If you'd like this episode, check out our others, a rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss out. And finally, special thanks to Liz Emerson for our music. You can find her on Facebook and Patreon. Thanks for listening.